Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. With special reports from Cardinals Camp and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Tuesday night on Sports Open Line, the last... It's the last Sports Open Line before opening day because we got the countdown to opening day show tomorrow in place of Sports Open Line. Now that's still another opening day related program. I mean, we're going to be doing two hours of Cardinals tomorrow. Uh, Mike Claiborne has been down in Florida uh, and has had some great conversations. We got some great stuff lined up. Uh, Clay's conversation with Albert Pujols is going to be our feature spot tomorrow in the first hour of the countdown to opening day show. So keep that in mind uh, when you get ready to tune in. That'll be right around 615 tomorrow night when we get that thing rolling. So we got that tomorrow night, opening day on Thursday, and obviously there will be. I think we'll have a little show following the game, following the the post game on uh, the network and here on KMOX. So we'll have some time to react after the fact to what we saw. This is the last show, uh, last you know, sports open line show before we get to the start of the season. So that means I'm contractually obligated to make predictions. Uh, I told you last segment. I think that it's obviously the Brewers and the Cardinals in the Central Division. Uh, I'm going to defer to Milwaukee as the favorite until proven otherwise since they won the division by five games last year. But I did say, and I'm con- I'm convinced of this, that if, if both teams are reasonably healthy, they will both be in the playoffs. Uh, the second place team in the division will be, will be a wild card team. You got three wild card teams this year. I think both the Brewers and the Cardinals are going to benefit greatly from the Reds, Cubs, and Pirates all being bad. And... That to me, it with combined with them each being pretty good in their own right, should put them both into the postseason. I do think the race will be a little closer than last year. The Brewers won the division by five games last year. I think it's going to be more like two that the that they're separated by. So if the Cardinals win the division, I think the Brewers will be right on their heels. If the Brewers win the division, I think the Cardinals will be right on their heels. I think they're comparable teams this year. They're different. They have different strengths and weaknesses, but I think they're going to be close in terms of what they're capable of this year. Now, 
This segment, I just want to get through the rest of the teams that I think are going to make the postseason by doing a quick look at each of the other two divisions. And I got the Cardinals and the Brewers as two of the six teams that are going to make the postseason uh, from the from the uh, National League side of things. And here's where I'm looking at the rest. Let's start with the East. Um, the last year, the order was Atlanta, Philly, New York, Miami, Washington. I do think that Washington is the worst team in this group. Um, they've got, I mean, obviously they got the, they got the guy that is probably the best hitter on the planet, but they're really thin on the pitching side this year. And the lineup, while it's better, I mean, having, you know, Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell there to support Juan Soto certainly gives them a chance to score more runs. They're pretty thin once they get past their top four. So the, the nationals are a team that's still in transition. Their rotation is pretty thin. They're counting big on a return from Patrick Corbin. You still don't have uh, a healthy Steven Strasburg at this point. He's coming off of thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. So they're going to be bad. And I and I do think they're going to finish last in the division, just like they did last year. I think the Marlins are going to take a step forward this year. Their pitching is phenomenal. They've upgraded their lineup. I don't think that they're a playoff contender. I don't think they're a team that's going to be making a big enough move to get into the postseason mix. I mean, you know, they only won 67 games last year. But I think they win 10 more, maybe 12 more. I think they're going to be close to 500, which means a lot more difficult division here. But I think the Marlins will will make an 8-10 to 10 game jump on the low end. I really like that team. And they've got great pitching, and they've got more pitching coming. So I think they're a much better team than they were a year ago. You got the Braves, Phillies, and Mets. And it's really hard to me to sort these three outs. I'm going with the Mets in third place right now. And that's where they finished last year. And I, I, I'm really worried about the whole Jacob deGrom thing. And, you know, to a degree, you know, what go? What if something goes wrong with Max Scherzer? This is a team that was going to be really heavily counting on those two guys to be boss men. Now, they they did upgrade the rotation with Chris Bassett. Carlos Carrasco appears to be healthy, but he's also a guy that's been injury prone. Taiwan Walker was pretty good last year, but also another guy that's been injury prone. I like their bullpen. I don't think it's amazing, but I think it's really good. And they have a lot of depth in their lineup. But they're going to need Francisco Lindor to be a lot better than he was last year. They're going to need a few other guys to step things up. Like Pete Alonso is a legitimate power bat. But, you know, guys like Eduardo Escobar and Jeff McNeil and Brandon Nimmo and Starling Marte and all those guys, they, they're they all a little bit hit or miss sometimes. But if, if they get a big bounce back from Lindor, I think that'll be critical towards getting them closer to being a playoff team. I like them a lot, and I do think they have a chance to be a playoff team. Uh, I've got the Braves second. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, no, I don't. I got the Phillies second. I was gonna go. I was gonna go bold and say the Phillies win the division, but I can't pick a team that can't play defense. Uh, and I, I still have my worries about the starting staff beyond their top two guys, beyond Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. I, I have worries about what they're going to be getting from Gibson, Eflin, and Ranger Suarez. Now they could all be be pretty good, but it's not a sure thing. I do like the work that they've done in the bullpen, but they've got a lot of guys in the pen that they they're counting on that have been going in the wrong direction in recent years. So I think there are enough questions there combined with the fact that they're a horrific defensive team. They are a great lineup though, man. (laughs) The Phillies are going to score a lot of runs this year. 
But they are a bad, bad, bad defensive team. And that's why I second-guessed myself there because I love that lineup, but I just think the Braves are a more well-rounded team. You know, they're starting pitching not across the board isn't elite, but it's solid and it's deep, and they're really good at the front end of the rotation. I love the depth of their bullpen, especially with Kenley Jansen there now. I mean, they've got three quality lefties. They've got three or four quality righties. They've got depth. Love their bullpen. And I, I'll be honest, I love the balance of their lineup. Not just left-right, but offense-defense, the whole deal. And when Ronald Acuna gets back sometime this this season and it's not supposed to be too long, oof, I think they take a step forward. So they won 88 games last year. I think they're more like 93-94. I'd put the Phillies and the, and the Mets in that high 80s range. And they, they're all in comp- competition for a playoff spot. Looking at the West, I think the Diamondbacks are going to be a lot better than they were last year. They, they won 52 last year. They're going to win a lot more than that this year. By a lot more, I mean like 10 more, which still puts them at the bottom of the division. But I think they're significantly better than they were a year ago. The Rockies should be probably somewhere in the neighborhood of where they were last year. Maybe, you know, I know, I know the Bryant signing is, is, is probably going to be, you know, a little bit helpful. But I, I think they're probably in that same low 70s range in terms of wins. To me, the big change in the division is I think the Giants are going to come back down to earth. I do not think they're fading. I do not think they're bad. I do think that they're going to slip. I mean, they won 107 games last year. I think they're more like low 90s this year. And it's not really anything they've done wrong, uh, although they have you know, lost a lot. I mean, Buster Posey was a big part of that team last year. He retired. Um, they, ch- they change up their rotation a little bit. Plus, I just I thought they played over their heads last year. Maybe they will again, and I'll be wrong. But I think the Giants and the Padres are much closer together this year. Both of them being in that 90-win range. Now, the Padres are, I'm going to pick the Padres third. The Dodgers are winning this division. I don't think there's any question about it. Barring a casual, you know, a, a list of casualties a mile long, they're going to win this division. The question will be, how much ground can the Padres gain? And how much will the Giants come back to the pack? And I think they'll both, they'll both be pretty significant. No, the, the Padres rotation is a lot deeper right now. I mean, I'm looking at one depth chart that has Blake Snell as their fifth starter. That's pretty good. I don't think he really is. I think their fifth starter is Nick Martinez. Uh, but even he is a guy they're really high on bringing him back from overseas. What's going to be interesting to me is what is Tatis like when he comes back? How quickly does Mike Clevenger come back from the knee soreness that he's dealing with to give you another rotation piece? Because even without Clevenger, you still got Darvish, Musgrove, Manaya, Martinez, and Snell. That's a good rotation. And what I'm really curious about is Denelson Lamette in the closer spot. I don't think he's officially been named that, but that is a boss man in the ninth inning if he's healthy. He's obviously been a starter. He's a massive strikeout guy, wipeout slider, big-time velocity on the fastball, and hasn't been able to stay healthy as a starter. I love him in that role if he ends up there. I think they have a lot of good options in their pen. I think the Padres will be at least 9, 10 games better than they were a year ago. And that's even with Tatis on the sidelines for the beginning of the year. And by the way, there's a rumor tonight, too, that they're trying to make a deal to get Ramirez from Cleveland. If they get him, 
well, then I'm going to pick them even higher. But I think that, that the Giants will finish second, the Padres third. Again, both of them in the playoff mix. So here's the deal. To me, here are your playoff teams for 2022. Braves, Braves, Brewers, and Dodgers winning the divisions. And then your wild cards will be, in not in any order, but you're going to have three wild cards this year. The Cardinals will be one of them. I think the Giants will be one of them. I think the Padres are going to be the other. I think the East is going to get just one team in this year. And part of it is the difficulty of the division. Because I think you got three really strong competitive teams there, the, and the Marlins are, 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 I think, a lot better than they were a year ago. And you look at the West, you know, it's tough. It's competitive. And you look at the Central, not so much. I think the Cardinals and the Brewers get an advantage there. So those are the teams I see in the playoffs. Later in the show, I'll give you an idea who I think is going to win the World Series based on that and based on what I think in the, in the American League. Coming up next... I want you to hear a little bit from the Cardinal skipper, Ali Marmel, here on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Tuesday night on Sports Up Online, getting you ready for opening day. These next couple of days are going to be getting you ready for opening day here on KMOX. Count down to opening day tomorrow night, the last show of the spring and then of course the season starts the very next day Mike Claiborne's one-on-one conversation with Albert Pujols will be a big feature on the countdown opening day show tomorrow Uh, Tom Ackerman had a chance to sit down with Ali Marmol over the weekend and it was over the phone but 
Um, you know, Ollie will be doing the manager's show with Tom on Sunday mornings on sports on a Sunday mornings moving through the season. And they talked about a few things this weekend that are of note. One is about how the rotation is setting up and how important it is that they have the guys that they have now that are healthy uh, compared to last year when a couple of them, Hudson and Michaelis, were not healthy this time of year. And also in the mix here, a little talk about Albert Pujols returning to the Cardinals. It is go time. Uh, thankfully, I mean, I, I spent a, some time in the minor leagues and got to keep my mouth shut and listen to some pretty good leaders do this and, and learn from them as to what worked, what didn't work, and uh, different prim- principles that I can apply to uh, being able to do this one day. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity, and uh, we have a really, really good staff in place, a staff that I trust, and being able to plan this out with them and, and collaborate as to how we're going to win this thing uh, has been exciting. Um, but it's been a combination of just a lot of good people around me and focus on uh, what's at hand. You know, you had a great role at most recently as bench coach, and that role does put you very closely with the players. You still are as the manager of the team, but how are things a little bit different in that regard? And I guess what sort of uh, things do you take from that previous role and apply to this job as well? No, you said it well. I mean, as a bench coach, you are involved in a lot of the conversations that the manager is involved with, uh, with management, with um, the players. You're, you're kind of that middleman with the players and the staff and, and involved in a lot of the intricate details of planning out the day. So it's a, it's a great position that prepares you for this role. Um, the biggest difference is uh, handling the media and having those conversations with them and building that rapport. But uh, outside of that, the, the previous position as a bench coach really did prepare me for um, what I'm doing today. Yeah, we've seen you in those uh, media scrums, both before and after the game. And uh, the, the the great respect that you show the commish, Rick Hummel, the Hall of Famer, he's always in there with the first question most of the time. And so I would ask you what Rick Hummel would ask you right out of the gate. But you've, you've already answered this for us. Let's talk about uh, the first piece of news that came out of yesterday, and that is that your rotation is ready to roll. Uh, you're going to go with Adam Wainwright, well, at least your first four. You're going to go with Adam Wainwright, on April 7th against the Pittsburgh Pirates, Ollie Marmel? No doubt. Uh, Wayno's going to take the ball for us and open it up at home. I think it's going to be a pretty special day um, for everybody involved. He's our horse. He's our guy that's going to take the ball and give us a shot uh, on day one. But uh, a lot of respect for Wayno. Um, what he brings to this club physically it is important and what he does for us on the mental side and emotional side in that clubhouse and just leading the way he does is phenomenal and hard to match but uh he'll be our leader he'll take the ball opening day and uh help us get that w on april 9th after a day off you'll play game two against the pirates and miles michaelis makes that start ollie there's somebody who certainly has some experience he once started a game one of your postseason against the braves back uh, a few years ago Tom Miles is looking good. He's looking really good. He's stronger than ever. He's coming into camp super focused. Um, he's battled some injuries, and now he's back, and it's a, it's full force. All his pitches are working. He's mixing it really well. Fastball has life to it. Um, this is the best we've seen him. I'm really looking forward to having him in that two spot. What a huge difference to have Miles Michaelis pitching like that after the oh, last gosh. spring training. You know, I mean, that's that's a tough one for sure in the past. No doubt. And now he's going. Uh, Steven Matz, he'll start against the Pirates on the 10th. And my observation is somebody that works at a, a really nice pace, good veteran pitcher. What are you seeing? That's exactly what we're seeing. This guy's a horse. Um, he's built well. 
uh, physically and mentally. This is a guy that uh, is an extremely hard worker, has a mindset, I mean, an absolute elite mindset, and just super focused every day. He's just the type of guy, he has a presence to him. He walks into the clubhouse, he means business, and he gets after it. Um, he's done a nice job for us. Fastball has some life to it. And uh, we're really, really excited about having him on this, uh, on this squad. He's going to help us a ton. And Dakota Hudson, maybe a name that doesn't get talked about enough. He, a couple of years ago, he won 15 games. He had Tommy John surgery. It took a while to come back, but he did late last year. He makes the start April 11th against the Pirates, and that's a Monday. That'll be a day game, and that will be, I think, a, a fascinating thing to see Dakota Hudson back out there, Ollie. I couldn't agree more. This is the name we're going to continue to talk about more and more as the season goes on. We have high hopes for Dakota. This guy is extremely focused. He's uh, chomping at the bits to get back into this uh, rotation and contribute. Uh, like you said, he battled injury, and now he's uh, he's feeling 100%. And um, this kid, when he's right, is a uh, is an elite guy. Um, great sinker. He's going to be on the ground a ton, especially with our defense. He's going to play extremely well. So we're excited about uh having Dak in that four spot. What a defense you have with Goldschmidt at first, Edmonds second, DeYoung has played short, Arenado at third. DeYoung himself is a former Gold Glove finalist, and like you said, ground balls, you're going to get some plays made, no doubt about it. That raises the question for the who has that fifth spot or maybe what you're <laughs> going to do on the fifth day. What's the, the latest from your perspective? Man, that's a good question. We uh, When we got rained out last night, the entire staff headed back to the stadium here. We spent several hours. Uh, we didn't leave here until probably 10 o'clock at night. Um, talking through different different positions as far as how we can fill that uh, creatively, how we can do it in a more traditional way, what it can look like. And we went through a lot of options, and the reality is we're going we're gonna to see uh, a couple options um, today and figure out if we want to go with uh, – with the pieces that have been competing throughout this spring um, and, and what that would look like. But today we still don't have an answer for it. It's a competition, and uh, we, we look forward to naming that person here soon. And uh, we, we all know those names that have been involved, at least recently, in Drew Verhagen, Jake Woodford. You've had Matthew Libertor uh, go back to minor league camp, but, and the same with Johan Oviedo. But you you've have some other pitchers I know you've kept an eye on. It has been nice, hasn't it, to have – that depth, you can never have enough of that, as we know. Oh, absolutely. The depth is, uh, that's the fun part about this, is you sit here at night and you start talking about that last spot on the roster. And it's not, you're just not trying to fill it. Um, you have some real options competing for it. You have some guys that are going to get sent down that um, can easily be on anybody's roster at the big league level. And it's great to have that depth because things happen throughout the year and when you're picking from that pool that we have it's uh you, you don't skip a beat you have some guys that can really contribute that'll be depth pieces for us moving forward ollie it's great to have you and it's great to have albert uh albert pujols joins you a week ago what an absolute scene that was i, I was not there i was there when yachty showed up and the hugs were given all around and everybody lit up i can't imagine what the vibe was like to add albert pujols to that mix I'll tell you, Tom, this place was buzzing, um, not only from a fan perspective, but uh, the players. Um, he walked into that clubhouse, and there's certain guys, and, and you mentioned one earlier in, in Yachty, there's certain guys that walk into that clubhouse. And just their overall presence uh, makes the room better, and he's one of them. He walked in, this club, uh, this club lit up. 
Um, it's a great addition. Um, I think that this is not just a story about Albert coming back and us being excited about it. This is about a guy who um, wants to contribute to winning a World Series. He is in shape. He's ready. He's focused. And we are excited to have him on this side again. There you go. That's the skipper, Ali Marmol, getting ready for his first game as a big league manager on Thursday. Um, it's not Albert's first big league game. In fact, it's Albert's 21st consecutive time being in the opening day lineup. Sorry, 22nd consecutive year being in the opening day lineup on a major league team. All right, that's Ali Marmol. We're going to hear a little bit from the president of baseball operations, John Mozalock, when we come back here on Sportsable Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Live. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. With special reports from Cardinals Camp and the D.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, this is Sports Open Live on KMOX. All right, we heard from the skipper, Ali Marmol. Now it's time to hear from the president of baseball operations. John Mozeliak joined Tom Ackerman Sunday morning on Sports on a Sunday morning, where this is the first time that he can actually officially answer questions about Albert Pujols being back with the Cardinals. Or I should say the first time in his conversations with Tom, because, of course, Mo will not talk about people who are free agents or trade rumors or anything like that normally, but got a little bit of that in there as well as some other things leading up to opening day on Thursday. Yeah, we're certainly excited about uh, Thursday coming. And, um, you know, I feel like the big thing here is just get out of here healthy and, you know, fingers crossed next two days, we can do that. And uh, Tuesday night we end up back in the loo. So yeah, we're all looking forward to it. That's always the goal. Get out of there healthy, for sure. Uh, just to, to concentrate on Ollie for a moment, what's been your observation here over the last few weeks? First time on the job, but somebody who has been in the organization for a while and knew not only what he was getting into, but what he had in front of him. That's right, and, and no real surprises. Um, obviously, long history with him. He certainly understands the organization. He knew what he was getting into, so... I think for the last three weeks, everything's been extremely seamless and I think people are enjoying what they're seeing out of him. And, you know, right now I think the vibe here in this camp's been great. And, you know, obviously it starts with, with him and I think all the coaches and everybody's really energized to just really get it started. It's going to get started on April 7th. As you mentioned at Bush stadium, couple games still to go one tomorrow, one early on Tuesday, then you're out of there and you come back to St. Louis, and you'll come back to a roaring crowd on Thursday for a lot of reasons. I think they like the team. I think they understand that Yachty and Wayno are together one more time, and then here comes number five. I mean, I, it, you and I don't talk about free agents. We don't do it on the air. We don't do it off the air. But you said something on Sunday that got my attention, and I just wondered because I was asking about the DH, and you know, does the I felt like the DH needs to be able to play a position or multiple positions. And you said, well, we hope so, but you know, we also want them to be someone there stable for uh, in case Goldie, Arnado need a day off. And, 
It indicated that you were still looking for a right-handed DH, perhaps. I didn't say that on the air, but I thought it. And as it turns out, it wasn't just any right-handed DH. It was Albert no, Pujols. just anyone. That's <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it had been something that we were thinking about, contemplating, and then uh, you know decided to uh, see if it could work out. And luckily, it could. And you know, I think you know so far it's just been fun to just see him smile walking around the clubhouse. Uh, how he influences some of the younger players, and needless to say, his relationship with Yachty is is you know just a true friendship. So. You know, that's really cool to see. And I just think, like, the, the impact he could make on our team is, is something that uh, is still a TBD, but I think from in terms of how it looks like it's going to work, it seems like it's going to be a, a pretty important part to our success. And so I do think we have two veteran hitters now, one by the name of Albert Pujols from the right side and Dickerson from the left. So I think it gives us some flexibility. And, of course, somebody like a new bar is going to get some at-bats as well but also can uh, really give the outfield respite when needed. So, you know, I think from a roster standpoint, things are falling into place. But, yeah, certainly excited that Albert uh, has reunited with the St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, it just feels like that was the right thing to do. And still, he can still rip left-handed pitching. You saw that for yourself, and, and there's no doubt uh, that he'll be utilizing that role. And then the other thing it does, Mo, is I think it takes a little bit of a of a pressure off of maybe that's not the right term, but it just sort of slows down uh, Nolan Gorman and Juan Yepes's timeline just a bit. I mean, they can, they can now get some ABs and, and work their way into what you needed them to do. Well, as, as you know, I've never been a big fan of taking a young player and, and not being able to provide them opportunity if I can have them playing every day somewhere else. So, you know, simply put, it does slow it down, but I do think those are probably two guys you're going to see at some point during the, during the season. 162 is a long year, and uh, lots of things happen, but I think this was just such a rare opportunity in a, in a unique way to help someone finish their career that had such an impact for the St. Louis Cardinals for over a decade. So, um, you know, I think we're just lucky that we were able to put it all together, and I'm just glad we did. It is exciting. There's no question about that. Uh, going back to young players, I, I, w- I feel like I talk about him every week, but Brendan Donovan is very impressive. It's, it's overall, what has been your evaluation of him, and, and what's the future for Brendan Donovan, your utility player? Well, I think he has a really bright future. Um, you know, the fact that he can play multiple positions, he gives you a good at bat. Um, I think really the biggest change with him maybe from a year ago or two years ago, is just sort of that man's strength. He's just in the position now. I mean, obviously, he opened up some eyes. We put him on the roster this past offseason. But I think like, the, the impact he's made in this three-week camp has been really impressive. I saw him on the backfields, and I was like, wow, who's the, that's Donovan? Wow, he's bigger than I thought. As you said, he's... He's a big boy. Um, he's got some strength, no doubt. And you have some depth there if you need it. And then I'm also curious about pitching. You know, we've discussed, we talked to Ollie last hour about the rotation with Wayno and Michaelis and Mats and Hudson. That is a strong foursome. And then the question is what to do with five. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I think that as we've learned in baseball, there are multiple ways to do it. Yeah, that's right, and I don't think we have to answer that today, but um, I assure you we're thinking about it. We're trying to just position ourselves with our roster. Um, Obviously, we're going to have to have one here in a few days, 
but we're just trying to use the last bit of time we have to, to make any final decisions. Probably be done it again this afternoon, and then uh, obviously have that uh, open day roster by Thursday. So um, the good news is we have a lot of different options to go with, and all, and you know sometimes you break camp and it's hard to fill out. 25-man roster or 26-man roster, in this case a 28. But the good news is, is we have a lot of players that played well in this camp, and uh, we're certainly excited about what our options look like. Just seven minutes ago, the Cardinals officially announced that they've agreed with Harrison Bader on a two-year contract, avoiding, avoiding arbitration. So because that's official, you and I can chat about that for a moment. And Bader has really come into his own, not only as a defensive player, but it looks like he's – really settled in at the plate so far. How did uh, that go down, uh, a two-year deal with Bader? Well, it was something that we were talking about. Obviously, a lot of things were different this year in terms of, like, the the arbitration process or the exchange date and all of that. So, you know, we weren't able to get anything done a week ago, but we decided we'd keep trying and keep working at it. And ultimately, uh, this past weekend, we were able to uh, come to an agreement. So, yeah, I'm excited for him. I think it's a, a relief for him. I, I'm not sure that everybody quite always understands the arbitration process and how that works, but I think in you know his mind, he's just glad it's behind him, and he, we know we have him for two years now, and um, I don't think we have to talk contracts, so that's good. That's good, and there's still a little bit more uh, that you had to do, and this is, again, different, this arbitration process. Everything's kind of a little different. With spring training, was at warp speed, and – uh, arbitrations usually handled a little bit earlier, but because of the lockout, everything is is sort of overlapping, isn't it? Yeah, it's really strange. Um, you know, this time of year, usually you're you're kind of in cruise control as you're starting to approach the the opening day. But there's still a lot of little things that we're trying to kind of navigate, if you will, and um, understand. But you know, ultimately, the best part is baseball's back, and we have an opener in St. Louis on Thursday. So, from that standpoint, I think all the little things and nuances that we're dealing with might not be normal, but in the end, it's all worth it. I, if I could ask you before we go, just a couple of health questions, Jack Flaherty, how is he doing in his program coming back? You know, I think it's just a steady progression. Um, nothing's being rushed at this point. Um, you know, I think we're still trying to assess what those next steps look like, but, you know, I think really the Jack Flaherty question is going to be sometime in, in, you know, late April, early May, and that would be dictated if you're entering a throwing program. And we're still the status quo when it comes to Alex Reyes, right? We're we're not going to see him for a little while. That's right. I mean, I think, you know, they're different, but I think they're kind of on similar paths right now um, in terms of timing. But, you know, I think, again, at the end of April, early May, we'll probably have a better idea of how to assess that. And continuing to watch Jordan Hicks' progression is exciting. I'll knock on wood on that, but it is it is fun to see uh, a smile on his face and the competitiveness of that young man. That is that is somebody you you also missed last year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, obviously, just an elite talent when when healthy, and so fingers are crossed he can go out there and compete for us. And you know, I think the. Right now, pitching coach, manager, they're just strategizing on how best to use him, how best to understand his recovery, because obviously the last few years just haven't gone well from a health standpoint. So everybody's just trying to understand 
how to best protect him and put him in a position for success. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see how the month of April he's used and, you know, ultimately we'll decide if that's the best path for him. There you go. John Mosellock from sports on a Sunday morning this past weekend. Uh, a lot to take in there. And again, sounds like we're not going to know a heck of a lot more uh, about Flaherty and Reyes for a little bit longer, but again, not surprising. That's kind of what you expect uh, when you're dealing with, unknowns and shoulders are typically unknowns all right hang tight we come back we got one more bit of baseball preview we're going to look at the entire national league and i'll tell you i'm not going to go through the divisions but i'll tell you the american league teams i have play making the playoffs and then i'm gonna pick the world series winner i know you can't wait next up on kmox All right, let's dive in. This is this is the big prediction time. It's time to talk about World Series. It's time to talk about who makes the playoffs and all of that stuff. I'm not going to go round by round in the playoffs. It's just too hard, especially this year when you've got the three-game series. It's Plus, it's boring to go through all that. So I'm going to keep it simple. I will tell you who I think is going to make the postseason in the American League. I will uh, obviously tell you who I think is going to – I already told you who I think is going to make in the National League, but I'll repeat it for, in a second so uh, that you can hear that and uh, have the full scope of the conversation. So what I said earlier was Cardinals and Brewers at the top of the division. I'm, I'm going to defer to the Brewers. They're the, they're the division titleist. They're the division champion until proven otherwise. And I do, I do think the Cardinals can catch them and beat them this year, but I'm going to defer in a race that I think is really close. I think they both make the postseason. Um, I've got the Giant, the Dodgers winning the West, the Braves winning the East. And in addition to the Cardinals in a wild card spot, I've got both the Giants and the Padres. And I have the Phillies and Mets missing out on the playoffs. So, Braves, Brewers, Dodgers, Cardinals, Giants, Padres. Those are the playoff teams that I have in the National League. And as much as I want to, I cannot find a rational way to go against the Dodgers. They're just so deep. And they have more prospects coming and they have money and they can add what they need. But they, they have so much more depth than everybody. I think that's just it, it's too easy to pick them. I hate doing it, but I'm going to do it. On the American League side, I'll start with the easy. The Astros are diminished compared to where they've been, in my opinion. But they're still the best team in the West. They'll win the division. The White Sox will win the division in the Central, and I think pretty easily. Although the division in the Central should be better. Like, everybody should be competitive. Indians, Tigers, Royals, Twins should all be competitive. I think there's a case to be made for at least three of those teams being better than they were last year. Whether their record will show that or not, I don't know. But it'll be interesting. But I think the White Sox are the only ones that make that. Here's your hot take. Four ALA East teams are going to make the playoffs this year. Four. I've got the the Blue Jays actually jumping up and winning that division. I'm, I'm buying into the offseason hype. I love what they did. Their lineup is is frightening. They've improved on the pitching side of things, adding uh, Kevin Gossman and keeping Jose Barrios. Alec Manoa is a young star, in my opinion. I don't love their bullpen. I think they're going to have to add to it, but I love them. Um, I think the you take them, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, sorry, the Red Sox, the Rays, and and the Yankees. You take all four of those teams. To me, they're all between ninety and ninety five wins this year. They're going to be jammed up. I don't see any of them winning a hundred this year like the Rays did last year. I think the Rays take a step back, but they're still good. They're still good. They're going to be in the playoffs. So out of all of that, the hard part is selecting one of them that I think is the World Series team to come out of there, and I don't love any of the options. But I'm going to go with the White Sox. 
I think the White Sox take a step forward this year. I mean, they were really good last year. They got questions. I mean, there's certainly nothing automatic about this. And I know, you know, I, mean, I know you're like, oh, Tony, dude. I'm like, oh, it's not about him. It's about the roster. Their lineup is super deep. They have a good hitter in every spot in the order. And they have depth to go along with it. So I'm going to go White Sox. I love the lineup. I love the top of the rotation. I actually think they have some depth for the rotation. I like. I love the back end of the bullpen. Um, and and you know Lance Lynn is out now. He's going to miss some time. He just got hurt this week. And even with that, I think the rotation can survive. And when he comes back, I think it's going to be good. So I'm going to pick the Dodgers and the White Sox in the World Series. And I don't love that, by the way, because to me, the American League is just total chaos. I think they're all basically the same. I'll take the four teams in the East, the White Sox and the Astros. I think they're all about the same. And by the way, I don't want to sleep on the Mariners. I really like their team. I think they're a hair off of those other teams, but they they could be a team that that knocks out one of the East teams from a wild card. So if I were going to say that watch an upset, it might be the Rays slipping out of the playoffs and the Mariners slipping in. In the, Amer- in the National League, I think there's a lot more potential variability in the East. I mean, wouldn't shock me if the Phillies made a big run and won the division. Even though they're not going to catch the baseball, they can hit. They can hit. If if things turn out okay with DeGrom, the Mets could be interesting. But they need a lot more from their lineup this year. They need a lot more from Francisco Lindor. And again, they, they, they've added some depth, so maybe they can do it. But I don't love their team as much as other people do. I think they might be, I think the Mets might be the most overrated team nationally coming into the year. So there's that. I hate to do that. Dodgers, White Sox. I don't mind the White Sox, fun. I actually, they're a fun team to watch. And I do think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series again. I know. Nice job, Wheeler. Go on on a limb. If I were going to go on on a limb for the National League, I'd go on on the Padres limb. It didn't work last year. It may not work this year. But I don't think they're done adding from the outside. So it wouldn't shock me if they make a big second half run with Tatis coming back and all that. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. We got the countdown to our opening sh- countdown to opening day show tomorrow night and then opening day on Thursday. So Sports Open Line will be extended post-game coverage on Thursday here on KMOX. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.